1: and in the mercy of our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. All right, folks, we are broadcasting to you live from the Asylum Studios here in beautiful Eagle Pass, Texas. And... Uh, It's been a beautiful night. It's a beautiful day here. It's only about 101 degrees here at 7 p.m. on a Thursday evening. And uh, as always, we're just a few degrees cooler than the levels of hell. But uh, folks, it is great to be with you once again. And uh, we are really looking forward to getting into tonight's study. Uh, Tonight, for our Thursday night Bible study... Uh, we are going to get into week number 25, week number 25. So back on February 16th, we started our study through the book of Revelation, and uh, it has been a challenge for sure. Uh, it's been a tough study. Not, the material has not been easy. Uh, there's been a lot of things that we talked about that, uh, that maybe challenge your uh, traditional beliefs. Uh, may challenge your particular denomination, uh, but it's a, it's a study that we need to do. It's a study that uh, uh, is it's a it's a real blessing for us to open up this book and to study the book. And uh, we have uncovered a lot. And uh, pretty much one of our big takeaways from the book of the from this book, from the study of this book, is that the book of Revelation isn't really hard to understand. The book of Revelation is hard to believe. It's hard to believe. Well, tonight, we're going to bring our study of this grand book to a close with uh, a look at chapters 21 and 22. Now, we're not going to go into great detail here tonight, but basically what these chapters deal with are new things. New things. All right, now, before we get into our Bible study... I'm going to ask you to do just two things for me. First of all, would you please visit our website, com, And when you head over there, would you please look for that contact section. And when you find it, open up that web form and why don't you send us over a message. Let us know whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind, any questions, comments, cares, or concerns that you might have. And also, folks, please don't forget to send over those prayer requests. I really do look forward to getting those prayer requests. I look forward to spending time with the Lord in prayer over them with you and for you. And, of course, then we bring it before the Sword of the Spirit podcast family uh, so that we can all pray about those things together. Uh, if you don't like to use the web form, I totally understand that. You could always email me directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. That's info at com. Now, folks, also, while you're on the website, would you please look for that Support This Podcast button? And when you find it, would you consider supporting us with a small monthly contribution? You can set that up for 99 cents 4.99, or 9.99 a month. Now, if you can't do a monthly recurring contribution, and maybe that's something that's a little bit out of your budget right now, uh, you could always make a one-time contribution. And to do that, you would click on the WayGiver button or you could scan the Cash App QR code, which is also on our website. So folks, why don't you pray about it, and if the Lord leads you to do it, and if these podcasts have been a blessing to you, if the live broadcasts have been a blessing to you, and if you'd like to become an active part of this ministry, your contribution will go a very, very long way, and I would be extremely thankful for it. Now, of course, at this point, before we go any further with the show, I always want to just take a moment to say thank you to the Lord Jesus Christ. It was 23 years ago this month that the Lord Jesus Christ reached his nail-scarred hands down from the banister of glory and saved me from an eternity in a flaming, burning, ever-increasing darkness place called hell, the worst place imaginable. And he did that by... uh, piquing my curiosity and uh, grabbing my attention uh, to folks that were around me, folks that I had been talking to at the job and then uh, through a radio ministry very similar to what we're doing here um, on an AM station in New York City and I will never forget that drive into work that night when I heard that message on hell and who's going there and it just seemed like to me that at the end of every sentence I heard that small, that that small, soft voice that said, "Do you hear me, Joe? I'm talking to you, Joe. This is for you." And when I tell you that the message and that feeling that I had scared the hell out of me, folks, it scared the hell out of me, and I re- there really is no better motivation to get saved. Uh, than getting the hell scared out of you, uh, to not want to go to hell. And uh, I wrote down that phone number. I called that preacher, and that preacher came down and met me before I went to work one night, and he led me to the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, it's not something that I would ever, ever regret. It's not something that I look back on and say, why did I do it? Uh, It's something that uh, has been a, a tremendous blessing for me in my life, and look, yeah, there, there have been times where I've failed the Lord. There have been times where I've felt discouraged and uh, a little despondent and a little dejected, depressed, however you want to phrase it. Uh, but the one thing is, is that the Lord stayed faithful to me through the whole thing, despite my unfaithfulness or my lack of belief in the promises that he outlines for us in his book. So, folks, again, thank you to the Lord Jesus Christ for saving me. And uh, I also want to say thank you to the Lord for giving me the opportunity to have this ministry. Um, this, again, is not something that I take very lightly at all. This is something that I take extremely seriously. Uh, anytime you handle the Word of God, you need to do it in, in a way that's reverent. You need to do it in a way that's serious. Uh, yeah, we can have some fun. We can crack a few jokes here and there. But the bottom line of it is we are handling the Word of God, and it's something that uh, that the Lord holds very close to Himself. As a matter of fact, in the book of Psalms, the Bible tells us that the Lord esteems His Word even above His own name. So uh, as we handle the Word of God and as we teach it and as we preach it, uh, we do the very best that we can here at the Sword of the Spirit podcast uh, to present the Bible in all of its truth. We don't mess around with different translations and versions. We don't mess around with the Greek or the Hebrew Uh, We stick with the King's English and the King James Bible because we believe that the King James Bible is the inspired, preserved Word of God for us today in the English language. God preserved his Word for us so that we would have it in uh, in the predominant language of the end times, and that is the English language. That's why God gave it to us. So uh, we'll be doing a message on that soon. Uh, Again, I think it's important. Uh, I did one last year. We'll do another one this year, and we'll keep on doing that. Uh, So, uh, again, thank you to the Lord for this opportunity. Now, I also want to say thank you to all of our current supporters, those of you who support us prayerfully. Thank you for your prayers, and God bless you for them. Please continue to pray for this ministry. Please continue to pray for my family. And, of course, please continue to pray for me as uh, we move through these studies and our preaching service on Sunday and uh, for all the work that we're trying to do to get the gospel message out to as many people as we possibly can. Uh, I also want to say thank you, of course, to all of you who already and still support us financially. Uh, Thank you so much for your financial support, and God bless you for it. You know, I I chuckle a little bit there because uh, as we've been doing this study in the book of Revelation, uh, when we hit somewhere around Revelation chapter 18 and Revelation chapter 19, uh, we lost about half, a little more, well, yeah, a couple more than half of our uh, monthly supporters. But uh, the Lord's been faithful. He's provided for us, and we're able to keep things going right now. So uh, if you are on the fence about uh, support for us, we would appreciate it if you would uh, consider that option, whether it's a monthly recurring or whether it's a uh, a one-time contribution. Again, it would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Uh, Those contributions that we get, uh, I absolutely do not pocket a single penny of it. Uh, all of this financial support that we get goes to uh, supporting, uh, uh, first of all, the platforms that we're on. Uh, it also goes to uh, buying uh, materials that we send out to folks who request it, like Bibles and uh, and, and other types of materials uh, and some books and uh, tracks and, and, and so forth. And then also we have been able, through your financial support, to send some financial support to... Active missionaries that are serving around the world. So, uh, your, like I said, your financial support really does go a very, very long way. And uh, if uh, you know, we are very thankful for it. And if you're, again, if you're on the fence about it, uh, why don't you consider doing that? Pray about it. And ask the Lord to lead you on it. And we would appreciate it. Now, I also want to say thank you, of course, to all of our listeners, every single one of you who tune in faithfully, whether it's here or live whether it's through the platforms that we're on like Good Pods and Spotify and Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and uh, so many, many more. Thank you so very much for listening in. And uh, you know, because of your plays and downloads, uh, you know, our search results are, are very, very high. We appreciate that. Uh, folks looking for a good Bible study like ours will find us, and that's a, that's a huge blessing because we can get the gospel to them. Uh, Also, uh, you know, you have kept us up on the charts and good pods. You know, we're still holding on to those five number one positions, and that's all because of your plays and downloads. So, folks, wherever it is that you're listening, please be sure to like, subscribe, and share it with your friends, your family, and your followers. That way you'll help us to spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, folks, how about we get to some announcements? So here it is, another Thursday night, and our Thursday night Bible study here is underway. Uh, We get started at around 7 o'clock on the Central Time schedule, or 8 o'clock on the Eastern Time schedule. And for the last 24 weeks, we've been going through the book of Revelation, and tonight we'll be closing it out with a look in chapters 21 and 22 and uh, we'll talk more about that when we get into the Bible study. Uh, also, our Sermon Sunday broadcast every Sunday afternoon at 3 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Where can you catch it? Well, you can listen in live on our website at Sword of the Spirit or you can check us out on our host platform, which is Spreaker at Spreaker.com. Just search for the Sword of the Spirit Podcast.com. And uh, if you have an active Spreaker account. Uh, in other words, you uh, signed in, you opened up an account, you uh, you got yourself your your uh, user ID and password. Uh, you can listen in on Spreaker, and you can also jump into our chat room on Spreaker. So. Uh, great little tool that we have there and you could always ask any questions that you might have you could also post any prayer requests that you might have and we'll be sure to get them and get to them now I will be honest I don't answer or look at the chat group often while I'm speaking because I'm not great at multitasking so uh, so it's a uh, you know I'll get to that when we go in our breaks but uh, we will definitely get to your question we will definitely get to uh, your prayer request should you post that Now, folks, if you are in the Eagle Pass area and you're looking for a good King James Bible-believing and Bible-teaching church, why don't you consider paying us a visit over at First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass? Our church meets at 664 North Monroe. Our Sunday school hour starts at 10 a.m. Our worship service begins at 11 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m., and our Wednesday night Bible study meets at 7 p.m. For more information on the church, all you need to do is uh, search for the First Baptist Church uh, Facebook page. And once you get there, you're going to find a lot of really helpful information. And also, you'll find episodes of this podcast. And, of course, we want to say thank you to the folks at First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass and our pastor, John Monk, for allowing us to use the church's Facebook page to uh, spread out the podcast. It's been a real blessing for us, and we are very thankful to uh, be allowed to do that. Now, you know, folks, I don't have a Facebook page, I don't need a Facebook page, and quite honestly, I don't want a Facebook page. So uh, using the church's page has been uh, a tremendous help and blessing for us, and of course, we are very thankful for it. Now, folks, uh, if you are interested in prepping, I would like to recommend to you the Contra Radio Network. Now, the Contra Radio Network is a single podcast that houses nearly a dozen talented podcasts and vidcast hosts and artists from around the country who release content daily. The Contra Radio Network releases 15 to 20 shows a week, depending on current events. And, of course, there are no issues that are off limits. If you want a breakdown of current events, we got it. If you want to know more about preparedness and self-sufficiency, we got that. You want a guy driving around ranting like a lunatic? Oddly enough, we got that too. Uh, if you want to hear more about politics, if you want to hear more Bible study, if you want to hear more about sports, camping, firearms, and more, well, the Contra Radio Network has it all covered. How do you find them? Well, the Contra Radio Network is available on all of your major podcasting platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. And you can also find them at crn.best. That's crn.best. All right, folks, uh, also I want to tell you about the Three Pillars Podcast. The Three Pillars Podcast is is a podcast that's hosted by my good friend and brother in Christ, Chase Tobin. The Three Pillars Podcast focuses on your personal growth, utilizing the three pillars of fitness, spiritual, mental, and physical. Uh, Chase drops out a new episode every Friday morning, and I would recommend that you check him out and listen in in the morning. It's a it's really, it's a great little study that he does, and we are really thankful for it, and it's a great way to start off your Friday. Uh, if you want to see the video version of it, just uh, go to YouTube and look for Tobinator the Motivator, uh, or you can go to Rumble, rumble.com, which I actually prefer using the Rumble platform, You can check them out there at Three Pillars Podcast. That's the number three pillars podcast. And you can also check them out on his website at the three pillars podcast. All right, folks, don't forget to head over to our website uh, to check to uh, get on to the programming announcements subscription email list. And all that is is an email list that we have that we uh, send out notifications if there's any change in the programming so if the if the show is going to be canceled for any reason or if um or if there's going to be a change in the time the schedule if we're going to have a guest or we're adding on an extra show or, or or whatever the case may be uh since we only meet on sundays and thursdays the easiest way for us to reach you and get you the updates is through the programming announcements So all you need to do is go to our website, look for the Programming Announcement Subscription box on the homepage, fill that little thing out, and get on the mailing list so you stay in the know. And folks, it's absolutely free. Don't cost you nothing. And uh, we don't sell your information or share it with anyone. It all stays here with us. All right, folks. uh, Just also while you're on the website, if you would, check out our Sword Swag section. Uh, and what will you find there? Well, we have these great sort of the Spirit podcast ceramic coffee mugs, which I have in my hot little hand right here. And uh, these things are great. And you can get one for a $25 contribution right now. Unfortunately, in the coming month, it will be going up. Uh, I will keep you updated on that because our expense to get them has gone up. So uh, it will be a – so for right now, it's a $25 contribution. And, uh, again, great, great cups. And today's uh, broadcast beverage is uh, Starbucks iced coffee, which is fantastic. Mm. I needed that. Getting kind of dry already. All right, so uh, if you want that mug, just uh, click the info button on the Sword Swag page and uh, send me over what you're looking for, and I will send that back to you uh, as quickly as we possibly can. Also, if you'd like to get one of these Sword of the Spirit podcast t-shirts in men's or women's cuts... Uh, You could also get that on the Sword Swag page by clicking on the info button and uh, letting us know what sizes you need, how many you want. And then uh, we'll send you a link to where you can make your contributions. And once all that gets squared away, we'll get it mailed out to you as quickly as we possibly can. All right. Well, I think that'll do it for our announcements. Uh, Coming up next, we'll be taking care of our prayer requests. But before we do that, we'll take our first break of the evening. Folks, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe and share it with your friends, your family and your followers. That way you'll help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't go away.
2: Hi everyone, this is JJ, the co-founder of Good Pods. If you haven't heard of it yet, Good Pods is like Goodreads or Instagram, but for podcasts. It's new, it's social, it's different and it's growing really fast. There are more than 2 million podcasts, and we know that it is impossible to figure out what to listen to. On Good Pods, you follow your friends and podcasters to see what they like. That is the number one way to discover new shows and episodes. You can find Good Pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening.
0: I could tell of the story where thousands were fed When he lifted the sick, when he raised up the dead I could sing of the others, like the blind made to see Oh, but I'd rather tell you what's happened to me I know that I am Washed in the blood of the precious Lamb Through the Father, through the Son Through the Holy Ghost I'm saved to the uttermost You must be forgiven To make heaven your home The good life you're living Won't do it alone So trust in the Savior He'll save you today And with blessed assurance You too can say I'm saved to the uttermost I know that I am washed in the blood of the precious Lamb. Through the Father, through the Son, through the Holy Ghost, I'm saved to the uttermost. I know that I am washed in the blood of the precious Lamb. Through the Father, through the Son, through the Holy Ghost I'm saved.
1: and amen. Welcome back, folks, to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Rusiello, and uh, I am saved to the uttermost. Are you saved to the uttermost? That's the important question. That's a very important question, and I'm dropping stuff all over the place here. Sorry about that. Alright. Let's see. Alright. Let's get into the prayer requests. Um... All right, let's pull this thing up right here. All right, so while I'm pulling this up here, um, so those of you that are listening that are part of the text group, you might have gotten two texts tonight. Uh, the first text went out from the main number that we always use, and then the second one went out from the uh, from the from the show's phone number. Uh, that was because uh, we've been having problems with the texts from the main number. And uh, so a lot of times we've been sending texts out and nobody's been getting them. So uh, I have it backed up to the show's phone number. So if you've gotten two texts, I apologize for that. Uh, Again, the reason being is I had sent it out and I always include uh, my work phone in the text group. So I know that if the text went out or not and uh, I did not get it on the work phone. So I had to send it out through the backup number. So uh, so I apologize if there's any confusion to it. Uh, hopefully we'll get this thing resolved uh, as quickly as we possibly can. But uh, in the meantime, that's something we can pray about, right? That's always something good to pray about, uh, technology, you know, because the, the devil, uh, the Bible says the devil is the prince of the power of the air, and all of these things travel out through the airwaves, and you know he's going to do whatever he can to disrupt the preaching and teaching of his word, so... Uh, so definitely let's pray about that. All right folks, uh, so as we go into our prayer requests, uh, those of you that are new listening, uh, we always go through uh, prayer requests at this point and uh, we always start off with those that are in need of salvation uh, that we're made aware of. So and I'm sure there are folks out there that are listening that um, that are praying for folks that are um, that are, Uh, working on folks that are witnessing the people that are talking about the Lord Jesus Christ to them. Maybe they have uh, unsaved family members, loved ones, uh, that just haven't let us know, uh, specifically who they are. So, uh, uh, you can do that. If you have anybody you'd like us to pray for, please let us know. Send us over an email, info at sort sortofthespiritpodcast.com. Drop it off in the chat group on Spreaker if you have an active account and you are logged in, or you can use the web forum on our website. Now, we've been praying for uh, David up in New York City. Uh, David is a personal friend of mine. I've witnessed to him many, many times over the years. And uh, uh, David just, uh, you know, just, throws that wall up and uh, doesn't really uh, care for it. So, uh, but we're going to continue to pray for him because just like anybody else, he does need to get saved. And so we pray that the Lord will open up an opportunity that somebody might come along and give him the gospel and that seed that we had planted would be cultivated. We're also praying for uh, all of the unsaved members of the Baldino family. Uh, Manuel has asked for prayer for his mom. Sharon is in need for salvation. And we're also praying for Adam's father, uh, who is in need of salvation. So Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much, Lord, for the gift of salvation that you've given us through your son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we pray for those that are on our prayer list tonight. We pray for Adam's dad. We pray for Sharon. We pray for the... Uh, all the unsaved members of the Baldino family, Manuel's mother, and we pray for David in New York City. Father, we also pray for all of those that are listening tonight, uh, whether it's the live show or through the uh, podcast version later on tonight and into tomorrow and so on. And, Lord, we just pray that uh, if there's any that are not saved, Lord, that you would use us in a, in a, in a powerful way, Lord, to draw them to Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And, Father God, we pray for all of those that the folks are dealing with on a personal level, Lord, that uh, uh, need Jesus Christ as their Savior, and we just pray for them. And, Lord, we just ask you to do that wonderful miracle and save them. Father, we will thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. uh, Heading on down our sick list, uh, we always uh, start off with praying for Pastor Martin. Uh, Pastor Martin is uh, my pastor's pastor. He's also a friend to me, and uh, we've been praying for Pastor Martin for quite some time. Now, for those of you who don't know, Pastor Martin is uh, 89 years old. He has served in the pastoral ministry for over 50 years. Uh, He is experiencing difficulties with his vision. He can barely see. Uh, He has heart problems. He has eczema problems, blood pressure issue, uh, uh, myriad, myriad health concerns, But through all of that, Pastor Martin still, on a weekly basis, goes out and street preaches, uh, stands on a corner someplace, holding up a sign, handing out tracts, doing whatever he can to get the message of the Lord Jesus Christ out there, and uh, also works very hard at reading at least 10 chapters from his Bible every single day. And can you imagine trying to read 10 chapters in your Bible uh, when you have such horrible vision uh, that Pastor Martin has, and uh, he has to use one of those tabletop magnifying lenses just to read the page. And it takes him sometimes all day to go through those 10 chapters. So we want to pray for Pastor Martin. Uh, we're also praying for my sister, Laura, uh, for her back troubles. We're, praying for, uh, we're still praying for Laura, who has cancer. Uh, we're praying for Janae with a heart condition, Sharon Baldino with cancer, Martin Mata with lymphoma, Daniel Villarreal, uh, who is uh, undergoing chemotherapy for leukemia. Uh, Alex Ortiz and Diego Ortiz, a father and son uh, with some health concerns that we're still praying for. Uh, We're praying for Juan with uh, an an advanced aggressive cancer. I have an update for you on uh, on this one, on a good friend of mine and brother in Christ, Ruben, uh, Ruben had gone for a uh, minor procedure uh, a couple of days ago, and uh, it seems to be helping. He seems to be feeling a lot better. I spoke to him briefly about it uh, yesterday. And uh, so we're thankful for that, but we're still going to pray for him because he's uh, still dealing with the uh, with the overall issue. We're also praying for Patricia Alvarado uh, with kidney problems as a result of cancer. We're praying for Jerry Torres as he's recovering from a broken leg. And we're also going to be praying for Tina, who is battling cancer. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much, Lord, that you are the great physician. And we thank you, Father God, that we can come before the throne of grace today. And, Lord, we could lay these petitions before your your throne. Father God, we just pray for all of those on our sick list today. We think of all of those that are battling cancer. Lord, we pray that you would touch each one of them, Lord, that you would bring healing. Lord, that uh, you would limit any uh, side effects to medications that they might be taking. Lord, that you would keep their strength up. Lord, that you would give them that uh, that special blessing, that special measure of grace that they need as they go through uh, the, the, the discomfort and the uh, difficulties of, uh, of dealing with this disease. Father, we also pray for... Uh, For uh, Jerry Torres with the broken leg, we pray you bring healing. Lord, we pray for uh, Alex and Diego. We pray for Daniel. Lord, we pray for my sister, Laura. We pray for Janae. Lord, uh, we lift all of them up to you today. We also pray, of course, for Pastor Martin. And we just pray, Lord, that you would just touch him and bring him comfort as well and bring healing where you can. Father God, we thank you so much for all that you do for us. And we ask you tonight just to uh, answer these prayers according to your will. All right, Uh, going on down the list, we're going to pray for uh, my brother-in-law Jude for his business up in New York City. Uh, We're also praying for him for uh, this vehicle accident that he was in, uh, that it'll be able to get resolved quickly. We're also praying for uh, our good brother in Christ, Federico Salinas, uh, great, great brother in Christ. Really appreciate him and his friendship. And so we're praying for him and his family that the Lord would hedge them about. Uh, we're also praying for uh, another brother in Christ, Aldo, uh, in his business with Pro HVAC. Uh, and, of course, for those uh, in business, we're praying that the Lord would just uh, just uh, increase uh, and prosper them and uh, bless the work of their hands. We're praying for our good brother in Christ, Hector, uh, as he's working overnights up in San Antonio. We just pray that the Lord would just hedge him about and protect him. Uh, we're also praying for another brother, Alex, and uh, his, uh, his effective witness at the workplace. We're praying for Isabella uh, for her walk with the Lord. Jessica, it was great to see Jessica in church on Sunday. Uh, so uh, she's always a blessing to have around. So we're praying for her for her walk with the Lord. We're also praying for Liz, who has a financial matter that she's working to resolve. And of course, we're praying for Angela and the classes that she is she's currently uh, in for her job. And um, let me see. I know there was two additional prayer requests. We are also praying for uh, for Gabby for the uh, classes that she's in as well, and for uh, some personal matters. Uh, so we're going to put that under an unspoken prayer request as well. All right. Uh, Heavenly Father, we want to pray tonight for those in our general prayer list. Lord, we lift up my brother-in-law Jude for uh, his business. And, Lord, we also pray for this uh, vehicle accident that he was in. Uh, Lord, we pray that you would bring it to a swift resolution. Father, we lift up uh, Brother Salinas to you as well. Lord, we just pray that you would put a hedge of protection about him and his family. Lord, as he uh, continues to work and to serve the Lord, Father, we also pray for uh, for Hector. Uh, as he's out working overnights, we ask you to hedge him about, protect him, protect his family. Uh, Lord, uh, f- especially from them that would do them harm at the workplace or elsewhere, Father God, we just lift them up to you and ask you to protect them. We also pray for Aldo, for his business, and we pray that you would uh, also just prosper him and bless the efforts and the work of his hands and, Father, we just pray that you would continue to draw him closer to you. We pray for Alex, Lord, that you would give him a bold witness at the workplace. And, Lord, that you'd use him in a great way. We pray for, uh, for Liz, for this financial matter that she's working on. We pray for Angela and for Gabby, for the classes that they're taking. We pray for uh, Jessica, for her walk with the Lord. And we also pray for Isabella. And we'll thank you, Lord, for your response to these prayers. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, and then going on down to our unspoken prayer list. Now, the unspoken prayers are very simply just prayers that uh, maybe you don't have the, the right words to describe the need or something is uh, just too personal for uh, general information. Uh, but we know that the Lord knows the need before we even think of it, and uh, the Lord is ready to answer those prayers. So on the prayer list for tonight for our unspoken prayers... Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez has an unspoken prayer request. Larissa has a unspoken prayer request. Uh, Brother Hector also has an unspoken. Manuel, Angela, Lauda, Mireya, Uriel, and Gabby, all with unspoken prayer requests. Our Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you so much, Lord, for uh, the fact that we can come before the throne of grace, and we can ask you, uh, and we can petition uh, the... Uh, the needs and the cares of our heart father we pray that uh, you would answer all of these prayers on the sick list the general prayer list and our unspoken prayer list according to your perfect will for us and for our lives and father god we pray for our uh for our Bible study tonight, Lord, I pray that you would bless the preaching and the teaching of your holy word. Lord, I pray that you would give me the words to speak, and Lord, that you would just uh, guide me through this study, and Lord, allow it to be a blessing to all of those that are under the sound of my voice. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to study this wonderful book, the book of Revelation, and Father, I just pray that it would be a special blessing to uh, to all of those uh, that have, uh, have gone through this and have endured to the end. We will thank you for it, and we will bless you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, folks, if you have any prayer requests whatsoever, just feel free to send them on over to us. Uh, you can do it by email at info at com, or you can go to our website and uh, send it over to us on the web form. You could also uh, drop them to us over in the uh, Spreaker chat room if you have an open and active Spreaker account. And uh, if you do, jump on in, say hello, let us know you're out there. All right, folks. Well, that will bring us to our second break of the evening, and that will give you a chance to go get your King James Bible. Maybe grab yourself a cup of coffee or a bottle of water. And when we come back, we'll be getting into today's Bible study in Revelation chapters 21 and 22. Folks, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and share it with your friends, your family, and your followers. Help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we'll be right back. Stay with us.
3: Thy word is a lamp unto my feet And a light unto my bear Thy word is a lamp unto my feet And a light unto my bear
2: When I feel
3: afraid Think I've lost my way you're there right beside me.
1: Nothing will I fear
3: as long as you are near. Please be
0: like fire, face like the sun, a voice like thunder, who was and is and is to come, almighty, we're standing in the presence of your majesty. sovereign crown of royalty. You're the King of Kings.
4: of God, the state of man, the way of salvation, the doom of sinners, and the happiness of believers. Its doctrines are holy, its precepts are binding, its histories are true, and its decisions immutable. Read it to be wise, believe it to be safe, and practice it to be holy. It contains light to direct you. Food to support you, and comfort to cheer you. It is the traveler's map, the pilgrim's staff, the pilot's compass, the soldier's sword, and the Christian's character. Christ is its subject, our good its design, and the glory of God its end. It should fill the memory, rule the heart, and guide the feet. Read it slowly
1: And welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Rusiello. Uh, So, Revelation. I can't believe that we've already come to this point in our study where we are at the very, very end of this incredibly amazing book, the book of Revelation. All right. Now, um, in Revelation 19, you have the conclusion of the tribulation. In In Revelation 20 you have the millennium and you have the great white throne of judgment. And that's what we talked about, uh, last week and the week before. Now in revelation 21 and 22, we deal with eternity, eternity. Now of, of all the dispensations that are known to us, this is the one that we know the least about, you know, um, Because I guess primarily with uh, a few exceptions, uh, you know, isolated little exceptions scattered throughout your Bible, Revelation 21 and 22 are really the only passages of Scripture that we have that talk about eternity. Now, like I said, there are a few isolated exceptions. Now, you know, I want to qualify that though by saying that there's, you know, there's actually probably a lot. You know, the Bible is, 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 is probably chock full of information about eternity. Uh, you know, we're just not smart enough to see it. And, and I believe that God will reveal it to us someday. And we'll be like, wow, you know, why didn't I see that? Because I believe that the Bible is a book of all truth. I believe everything that is true is somehow recorded in this book. Yeah, I'm that crazy to believe that. So, actually, I'll rephrase my comment, and I'll say that everything that is reasonably obvious about eternity is in Revelation 21 and 22, all right? So, basically, what these chapters deal with are new things. Uh, and to be honest with you, I'm not going to try to address these chapters in great detail, I'm, I'm, but I am going to tell you that they're about new things, All right, now, 21 and verse 1, Revelation 21, verse 1, and, uh, oh, I forgot to say, this is episode number 112, episode 112, Revelation 21, verse 1, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea, and I, John, saw the holy city new jerusalem coming down from god out of heaven prepared as a bride adorned for her husband all right now we have a new heaven and a new earth and there's no more sea now that probably meant something more significant to john than it does to us because remember at the time of of this writing and vision john was in exile on the isle of patmos out in the mediterranean sea so You know, he's held a victim. Uh, He's held in bondage by the sea, you know, and, uh, you know, he can't, uh, you know, he can't get to the ones that he loves, you know, his family, his friends and everything else because of the sea. So I think that, you know, maybe the Holy Spirit stuck that in there to be a comfort to John, you know, no more sea. Now, you know, the world as we know it today is what, about two-thirds or three-quarters water, right? Well, God's going to set up a whole new system where uh, the cooling and the watering process and so on and so forth isn't going to isn't going to require the oceans of the world today. So you say, well, how's he going to do that? Uh, well, beats me. But I'm sure it's no problem for God. So then John says that you know he sees the holy city, New Jerusalem. Now, Galatians, the book of Galatians calls New Jerusalem the mother of us all. And, um, you know, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. All right. Now, she's prepared as a bride, so evidently with jewels, right, because Isaiah talks about a bride preparing herself with jewels. Song of Solomon talks about the very same thing. And so... Uh, this kind of floating city coming down uh, you know, from God out of heaven. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And so uh, some tremendous changes take place when we enter into this eternal state. Uh, God will dwell personally with men in a glorious and an an, intimate kind of way. There'll be no more tears, death, sorrow. You know, all of those things came into the world through sin, Genesis chapter 3. But now, in eternity, the curse is removed. The curse is removed. All right, verse 4. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. So, my impression of this thing is is this, you know, we get into eternity, and there's no memory of the past, so... You know, this trail of tears that you're living down here is all forgotten, and it's buried forever and forever. Amen? And for and for further information on that, you know, you can actually parallel that with the last few verses of Isaiah 66. You know, um, off the top of my head, I can't give you the verses, but um, I know it's the last few verses of Isaiah 66, so you can, you can check that out for yourself. All right? <clears throat> all right, verse 5. And he sat upon the throne and said... And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Uh, and he said unto me, It is done. So that would be comparable to Jesus Christ's words, It is finished. The, you know, the same Lord who started creation is going to finish it. So you know, he's the Alpha and Omega. He's the first and the last. Uh, Alpha and Omega, the first and the last letters of the Greek alphabet, and he says, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the waters of life freely, and he that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. So in eternity... um, the uh, water of life has something to do with uh, overcoming, evidently. Well, let me back that up a little bit. That's really not right. Um, I don't want to give you the wrong impression. He says, I will give unto him that is the thirst of the fountain of the water of of life freely. Uh, And then there's an an inheritance associated with overcoming. Uh, But the fearful and unbelieving... And the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake, which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. All right, now, what are we reading here? Now, this isn't tribulation. So, this is not tribulation. This is not the millennium. This isn't the church age, right? This is eternity. We are now in eternity, new heaven, new earth, right? So this has nothing to do with anything as we know it. And uh, so in eternity, it would appear uh, that judgment is based purely on works. It would appear, right? All right. And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues. All right, and we studied that already. And talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, the Lamb's wife. Now, that's us. That's the church. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. So you see, the the holy Jerusalem descending out of heaven from God, that's our city. That's ours. Having the glory of God and her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal, and had a wall great and high, and and had 12 gates, and at the 12 gates, 12 angels. And names written thereon, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. On the east, three gates. On the north, three gates. On the south, three gates. And on the west, three gates. And the wall of the city had 12 foundations. And in them, the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. So so here it would appear that um, in eternity, that what God does is, you know, he meshes together the, uh, the church and Israel in some way because the city gates had the names of the tribes of Israel and the foundation has the apostles. You see, so uh, somehow this, this thing gets all meshed together. All right. Verse 15. And he that talked with me had a golden reed to measure the city and the gates thereof and the wall thereof. And the city lieth four square and the length is as large as the breadth and he measured the city with the reed twelve thousand furlongs and the length and the breadth and the height of it are equal. And he measured the wall thereof in hundred and forty and four cubits, according to the measure of a man that is of the angel. And the building of the wall of it was of Jasper and the city was pure gold like unto clear glass. OK, now, so. What we have here seems to be a city that's hovering over Earth, and uh, this thing is uh, 1,500 miles squared. Cubed. Cubed. Not squared. Cubed. Now, imagine this. Here's how the city is going to go. All right, It's going to cover an area that's going to be somewhat... Uh, Well, the boundary lines of the city would go from from more or less Miami, Florida. Now, just listen to this. From Miami, Florida, to Buffalo, New York, to Denver, Colorado, to New Orleans, Louisiana, and then back to Miami. That's how big this city is. But not only is it that big and flat surface— it's also, it's it's that high. It goes up as much as it goes out, you know, a, as much as it goes across. So that's how the thing is. Now, that's a big town when you think about it, the surface area. But you multiply that thing, you know, you cube it, and that's the way it's going to go. And, uh, you know, Dr. Ruckman said this, and uh, listen, folks, I am not in any way a mathematician. I'm not, Okay. I have a I have a great difficulty in really absorbing advanced mathematical principles. I'm just, you know, but but here's the setup as he describes it: uh, a pyramid, a pyramid. But keep in mind that we're talking about a four sided pyramid. All right, uh, a four sided pyramid, but it's a double pyramid. It's inverted. It's four-sided. It's like a cube, if you could see all the other sides, right? And this thing is hovering over the earth like a giant gyroscope. Just picture picture two pyramids, two four-sided pyramids, uh, base to base, on top of each other. That's what it's going to look like. And again, this thing is hovering over the earth like a like a giant gyroscope. You know, 1,500 miles in length, 1,500 miles in width, and 1,500 miles through. That's the city. <laughs> and, it's, and it's shimmering in such a brilliant light that it would blind a corruptible eye. All right? Because, let, well, let's get into the description of it. Like I said, I'm not good at geometry. All right? But I can have kind of a vague understanding of what this is. All right? Verse 18. And the building of the wall of it was of, as of jasper, and the city was pure gold, like unto clear glass. Now, that's pure gold. I mean really pure. It's transparent. It's transparent, and, and, and you can obviously tell it's gold. So uh, like a transparency with the with gold shimmering to it, I would suppose. And the foundations of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper. The second, sapphire. The third, a chalcedony. The fourth, an emerald. Now, you know, I've looked up some of these, and a few of these stones, uh, there's absolutely no agreement on, on what they even are. So a lot of modern scholarship doesn't even know what some of these stones are. Uh, the fifth, Sardonyx. The sixth, Sardius. The seventh, Chrysolite. The eighth, Beryl. The ninth, Topaz. The tenth, uh, chrysoprasus, Yeah, that thing. Uh, the eleventh, Adjacent. The twelfth, and Amethyst. Okay, so all of these stones... All right, this thing is garnished with all manner of precious stones, all shimmering, all shining. And the 12 gates were 12 pearls. Like, you know, how like the old song, you know, uh, about the pearly gates, you know, uh, he the pearly gates will open. (laughs) All right, I'm not going to do that to you. Every single gate was of one pearl and the street of the city was pure gold. As it were, transparent glass. All right. So now that's the description of the thing. Now, honestly, folks, even if even though you read it, I am sure there is no way the human imagination can even appreciate it. You know, I, you're just gonna have to see it. You know, your corruptible eyes just couldn't stand the sight of it. It, it would it would burn holes in your head. Amen. And that's why God has to give you an an incorruptible body before he takes you to heaven or you just, you know, short circuit. You know, you just like like literally you just blow apart. You just explode. You'd be splattered all over the sidewalk. So verse 22. And I saw no temple therein for the Lord God almighty and the lamb are the temple of it. So no temple in this new Jerusalem. No necessity of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. Why is that? Because the sun is a picture of the Godhead. The Godhead is there. The moon is a picture of the church. And the church is there. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. So, you know, all the light that's necessary for this shimmering and shining city emanates from God himself. That's the very essence and personality of God. And that very essence and personality of God lights the place. It's constant energy. Because light is energy. I mean, again, I'm not a scientist, but, you know, there, there actually is kind of a wild thought There. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it, and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. All right. Now, there are saved nations going into eternity, and it appears that for all of eternity, God is going to differentiate and segregate nations for all of eternity. And of course, it has to do with the judgment of the nations way back at the beginning of the millennial kingdom. And so, in eternity... You have nations bringing their glory and honor unto the Lord. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. So you don't shut the gates in the daytime, and you obviously, you know, don't shut them at night because there is no night. And they shall bring the glory and honor of nations into it, and there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth what's neither what. Whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. All right, so no sin, no abominations, no lies, no defiling, no nothing. Nothing like that at all in the New Jerusalem. That's a great thought. It's a great thought. All right, now let's uh, let's as we came to the end of uh, chapter twenty one, there we're going to take our last break of the night, and uh, when we come back from this break, we'll get into chapter two and uh, close out Revelation, our study in the book of Revelation. All right, folks, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. That way, you'll help us spread the gospel of the Lord. Jesus Christ. And we'll be back right after this. Don't go away.
5: Is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. said unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not all that the father giveth me shall come to me and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out Jesus stood and cried saying if any man thirst let him come unto me and drink He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. And the Spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that is athirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely.
1: amen amen and amen welcome back to the sword of the Spirit podcast. this is Joe Rusiello and we are studying the book of Revelation. We are in the last two chapters well we're going into the last chapter of the book of Revelation and uh, this has been a real blessing of a study for me and I, and I hope it has been for you as well and uh, I hope coming out of this study we have a better understanding of the things of God and of eternity of prophecy. Of, uh, of what's coming on down the road for for this world. And, uh, folks, you don't need to be a part of it. You don't need to be a part of it. All you need to do right now is to put your full faith, trust, and confidence in the shed blood and the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ on Calvary's cross. That's all you need to do. There's no work involved with it. There's nothing that you can do to earn your place in heaven. All God asks you to do is to accept the free gift that he offers to you. It's just that simple at this time, folks, because once once this age closes with the rapture of the church, like we saw in Revelation chapter 4, the dispensation changes, and uh, we go from the uh, the age of grace into a period of time where it's going to take works plus faith in order to go to heaven. So don't wait. There's no reason for you to wait. Now is the time to get saved. And I pray that you do it today before this show ends. And if you do, let me know. Let me know. I would love to talk to you about it. I'd love to hear your testimony. I would love to be able to send you a beautiful King James Bible uh, so that you can get studying. All right? All right. Revelation chapter 22. I mean, folks, I am absolutely determined. You know, I... I can't make a lot of comments about Revelation 22 because, quite frankly, I really don't know a lot about Revelation 22, just being honest with you. You know, like I said, this is one of those isolated passages of Scripture that we have, you know, um, you know, obviously about eternity, um, so we don't have a lot to compare it to because it's an isolated passage of Scripture. So, in other words, I can't really tell you a lot of, you know, comparative Scripture— you know i can't run you back and forth you know like to isaiah jeremiah or anywhere else because you know we're basically in uncharted waters here all right verse 1 and he showed me a pure river of wa- a pure river of water of life clear as crystal proceeding out of the throne of god and of the lamb all right so we got a river of life up here in heaven in eternity In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, and, um, you know, what the street means, I don't know. In the midst of the street of it, maybe there's a street down the middle of it, you know. And on either side of the river, there was the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Now, isn't it interesting that the tree of life... Starts in Genesis, in the garden, and ends up in Revelation 22. You know, think about that. The Lord goes full circle. You recall now that, uh, that you know, it, it, it was not that Adam was forbidden. It was not a tree that Adam was forbidden to eat of, right? The tree of life. It was not a tree that Adam was forbidden to eat of. The, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, Yeah. God drove him out of the garden and put a cherubim there on the east gate of the garden so that Adam wouldn't partake or couldn't partake of the tree of life. Remember that? All right. So the tree of life would have, by virtue of its essence, granted Adam eternal life. God said, no, you can't eat of it now. And so he drove him away from it. And the tree of life shows up again in Revelation 22 in eternity. So the Bible goes full circle. So evidently what's taking place in your Bible is, you know, God is reinstituting the plan that he started back in Genesis chapter 2, except this time, this time, when man disobeys, out they go, and that's the end of it, all right? So, and uh, this plan probably has something to do with uh, propagating the universe, all right? So uh, let's look at this tree just a little bit more. All right. This tree bore twelve manner of fruits and yielded her fruit every month. So, evidently, what's implied here is a kind of is a different kind of fruit every month. And the trees and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. So, that's how the nations are afflicted and healed through eternity. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants. Shall serve him. So, there's no more curse as we know it. You know, um, right now we labor under a curse because of sin. That curse itself is removed, but the ability of mankind to sin isn't removed. Let's think about the people that are born in eternity. Let's think about people that are, um, you know, that that uh, walk from the millennium into eternity in some kind of a human flesh. Let's think in terms of, you know, and evidently God wants to propagate the universe, and of his kingdom there shall be no no end, Isaiah chapter 9 says. So the thing's going to go on and on and on and on. Uh, Isaiah chapter 45, I think it is somewhere around verse 18, I think, that God is going to populate the heavens and the earth. Let me look. Hold on. Isaiah 45:18 you know uh, but we're not talking about us we're not talking about church age saints we're talking about another whole group of people in eternity earthbound people in eternity remember new heavens new earth our home is in e- our home in eternity is the earth folks isn't the earth i should say our home in eternity is heaven the new Jerusalem, that's our home. You know, I mean, the thing, you know, but the possibilities get wild and, you know, and carried out. You know, I can only speculate and guess at this, but, um, you know, you could see how the Mormons get all messed up in their theology because they guessed a little bit too much. But, um, you know, my theory of the thing is that God's going to populate the earth. That's what Isaiah forty-five eighteen seems to indicate. And of his kingdom, there shall be no end. So it, it doesn't just mean time. It means the thing is gonna, going to continually grow and grow and grow. All right? So uh, here's God. Okay? And what does he do? He takes uh, a, you know a couple off the planet Earth. Now, just stop and think about this. All right? This gets into the realm of the theoretical again. But... You know, sometimes you got to tickle your spiritual imagination on occasion. God puts Adam and Eve in the garden. He tells them, don't touch that tree. Okay? Let's presume for a moment that they obeyed. Now, before the fall, God told them to be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the face of the earth. He said that before the fall. So they're obeying, okay They're multiplying, they're replenishing. and they're just you know having babies like rabbits and uh, you know they're living forever. and there's no pain, there's no grief, uh, there's no sorrow in childbirth and they're just cranking out them little urchins like mad, you know And uh, you have all these little goomers just running all over the place and they just they're just propagating and propagating and this thing is going on and going on and, and what's happening? Well, there's no sickness. There's no disease. There's no death. There's no old age. It just goes on and on. And then, pretty soon, what happens? The earth is filled up. Then, what happens? You know, God just says, okay, that's enough. No more. You know, I don't believe that God's vision is limited to just one tiny planet in the universe. Now, again, folks, I'm just in the theoretical, all right? I'm not teaching any doctrine now. We're just kind of brainstorming here, okay? This is a Bible study. This is what you do in Bible study. You you, you gather together and you pull your ignorance together, right? So what does God do? Well, you know, I'll put this couple over here on this planet, and you be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the face of the earth. All right, now God's going to create a new heaven and a new earth, which is, by all probability, going to be far more expansive than when we know today. You know, they tell us, you know, science tells us that there's a hundred billion stars and planets and celestial things out there, you know, just in our galaxy alone. And they tell us there's probably another hundred billion galaxies. I mean, it's just mind blowing. You know, you can't even begin to calculate it. All right, now, just a theory, and this is my theory, okay? Just a theory. Don't go running out saying, I mean, he lost it, he's flipped up. It's just a theory. All right, your home is the New Jerusalem because you're a son of God, you're saved. Your home is the New Jerusalem. And you're a son of God. And the Lord says, Okay, I'm going to give you that galaxy over there. You know, because the millennial kingdom has to mirror a greater kingdom, doesn't it? The the millennium has to mirror something greater to come. And in the millennium, he says, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Have thou authority over 10 cities, have thou authority over five cities. In the millennium, the scripture says, if we suffer, we shall reign with him. Amen? All right, so is that mirroring something more in eternity? Well, the Lord says, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to multiply. I'm going to populate that galaxy out there. There's a 100 billion planets out there. You're in charge, son. Rule and Reign. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have a right to the tree of life. Isn't that that the right that Adam lost when he didn't do the commandment? Well, when he didn't do the commandment, he lost the right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. For without our dogs, sorcerers, and whoremongers and murderers, idolaters, and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. All right. Now, at first glance, you you think that means without the city, right? So, does that mean that in this new heaven and new earth, we have a new Jerusalem? You know, uh, that's righteous and it's pure and it's it, but it's surrounded. You know, right outside the gates by dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and Whoever maketh and believeth a lie. Is that what we're to believe? But if you go back and read down through chapter 21, right? In verse 1 and 21, I I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And you go on down through that business, and, and, and you read all that stuff, right? In verse 8. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and the murderers and the whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is, which is the second death. So that's probably, well, there's no probably about it. That's without that they're talking about. That's the without. All right? So... Let me give you a picture of what's going on here. And again, this is this is conjecture on my part, okay? This is conjecture. When I am on the thin ice of conjecture, I will gladly tell you so, <laughs> okay? Uh, new heaven, new earth. The earth becomes the center of the universe, all right? That's pretty clear. The new Jerusalem hovering above, all right? Now, everything in the whole universe revolving is revolving around it. It's revolving around the earth, all right? Now, the lake of fire is referred to in some places in the scripture as what? Outer darkness, right? Outer darkness, all right? And of his kingdom, there shall be no end, Isaiah 9. Now, we usually think of that in reference to time. So in other words, I think of it not only in time, but ever-expanding, ever-growing, all right? Now, here's the idea. Outer darkness. Where are the disobedient placed into? And when they're cast out, they're cast out trillions of light years way out there into outer darkness. And as the thing grows, the inhabitants of death and hell just get further and further and further away from the light of God. Now, it appears that on a regular basis, you know, people at at all extremes of, of the universe have to come to the New Jerusalem to worship. And those that are described as the whoremongers and the liars and so on can't get in. So they're cast out. All right, let's look at the chapter, verse 14. Blessed are they that do his commandments. You see, there's no faith involved here this is just straight works that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city for without our dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. That's the outside crowd. Now that's just salvation by works straight and simple. And, you know, the, the thing is, that caused John R. Rice to write in his commentary on Revelation that Revelation 22.14 ought not to be in the Bible because it's not compatible with Baptist theology. He wrote it. You know, it's in his commentary. But now wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's in my Bible. But you see what he's trying to do? He couldn't make Revelation 22.14 synchronized with church-age theology. And, folks, there are a lot of people out there who think it all has to go together. It doesn't have to go together. This isn't even the millennium, folks. This is the eternity. You know what God does? He goes full circle in some incredible, unusual kind of way. All right, verse 16. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto, unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, come. And let him that is heareth say, come. And let him that is athirst thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. Folks, that's a whole sermon right there. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. He which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Now again, eternity. You know, we're treading on ground that we know very little about. Or at least I know know little about. You know, the Lord hasn't seen fit to reveal a whole lot to us about it. I'm sure it's in the book you know we just can't pick it up and when you stop and think about it in the light of scripture this thing makes sense because it's a new heaven and a new earth now I don't believe in a new heaven and a new earth that God is going to allow any polluting like hell or the inhabitants of hell in there Right? it's outside it's outside now here's the glorious thing. You know, maybe you couldn't tell an appreciable difference, but you know, just just the concept of it's glorious. Our home is the New Jerusalem. You know, we may have duties and responsibilities outside of there. I don't know. I'm just guessing on all that stuff. But by type, I'm guessing. But New Jerusalem is home. You know, maybe God has a job for you and and, and and sends you, you know, sometime out of New Jerusalem for a while. But when you come home, when you come home to rest, that's where you come. Right at the feet of Jesus. Amen. That's where you come when you come home. You know, he might send you all over the universe, but the New Jerusalem—that's home. But now, think about this thing: if this is true, if this is true, and it's an ever-expanding universe, the longer time goes, the further wickedness is removed from your home. Isn't that a blessing? Wrap your head around that. Isn't that a blessing? All right, folks, that will do it for Thursday night Bible study and for our series in the book of Revelation. Now, uh, I was kicking around the idea of what we're going to do next. And, you know, we talked a lot in this series about dispensations. So I think that we're going to do, starting next Thursday night, is we're going to explore the different dispensations. And uh, I'm thinking, you know, I've, I've been reading about this. Uh, I've been kicking this idea around for a couple of weeks now. Um, but I really think that uh, the more we talk about, you know, these dispensations that we know little of, like the dispensation of eternity, uh, the dispensation of innocence, the... Um, you know, I think it would be a really interesting study for us to go through some, uh, some of the dispensations. And uh, we're going to start that wonderful journey uh, next Thursday night. Now, folks, again, uh, I sincerely hope that it's been a blessing to you, uh, this study in the book of Revelation. And I really hope and sincerely pray that you came away with, uh, uh, from this study with a much better understanding of the book. And uh, like I said, next Thursday night, we're going to launch into something new with our um, with our study in the dispensations. Now, folks, don't forget to join us uh, for our sermon Sunday at 3 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time this coming Sunday afternoon. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to continue with our look into the solutions to depression. Folks, thank you so much for your prayers, and thank you for taking the time to be with us uh, today today. Uh, head on over to our website Podcast.com, click on that contact section send us over any questions you have folks until next time win the lost no matter the cost
0: you've been listening to the Sword of the Spirit Podcast if you have any questions or comments visit our website at Podcast.com and send us a message or email us directly at info at com. until next time God bless you and good day